Welcome to Boxing Capital, boxing, business, and everything behind the punches. I'm Tay. I'm Sammy. And we got some special guests here with us today. We have Coach Gloria and Kid Kansas. Kid Kansas has got a fight coming up in uh, February 8th, right? Yeah, yeah. Lightweight, 10 and 0, eight knockouts. Uh, so thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank I've, you I've, yeah, of course. I've seen you guys work out at Wildcard um, a few times. I know you have a, a great stable of fighters. Um, and then you, Kid Kansas, you're coming up a prospect in the 135 division. So we just want to get to know you guys. You know, um, how did this relationship come about? Um, and what you what got you into the ring, Kid? Um, so we met a couple of years ago. <laughs> no, we met a couple of years ago um, at a national tournament because I'm friends with her daughter. So, um, you know, I just I knew Roxy for years, and uh, one time we were just playing a prank in the restaurant, and I ended up meeting Coach G and just talking to her. I think it was I was, I was about sixteen, no, fifteen years old, and you know just. You know, talk boxing a little bit, and then every, after tournament, every tournament after that, I'd see her. We'd talk boxing, or we'd you know just talk a little bit. And then, um, you know, long story short, I ended up here in LA. But uh, getting into the ring, I was, I was about six years old when I started fighting at the park, and <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad asked me and my big brother if I wanted to do boxing, and whenever I was seven, he took us to the gym, so. You know, we went the first day, we liked it, and then the next day he took us shopping to get all kinds of sweats and and sweaters and shirts and and uh, it was like six o'clock and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" I mean, my brother on the game and he's like, "Come on, we're going to the gym." I'm like, all right, so we got our stuff, we went back to the gym, and you know, he just turned into a routine for us every day, and you know, before you know, we started like actually competing. And from there, I just—I was about twelve years old when I realized that boxing was what I wanted to to continue doing, and that I didn't want to work a job. I just wanted to box. <laughs> Be sweats, right? Yeah, that's funny. And, so, and, and your brother, he chased the girls. No, nah, not even my brother. No, nah, he just—he just—he was about fifteen. Whenever he decided, he just—I think it was just the pressure of of everybody wanting him to box because we're brothers. And so everybody was like, oh, Garcia brothers, Garcia brothers, Garcia brothers. And everybody, you know, would just, I don't know if the comparisons or what just annoyed him, but he just, he just, he didn't like boxing. Like, and once, you know, he told my dad, my dad's all, well, stick it out for another two years and I'll get you a car. Well, one time brother got his car, he told my dad again, like, I don't like boxing. My dad was like, you should have told me a long time ago. I wouldn't have wasted all this money. You know, like, all these tournaments, you don't even want to. And, and so, yeah, my brother, my brother's in college right now. He's he's going um, he's going to school in, in Kansas. So. And he's got a little girl now, so. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. So, so you're, you're an uncle? Yeah, I'm an uncle times two because then my little sister has a has a baby too. Uh, Says Gloria, I know... How long have I known you now? Maybe, what, 11 years? Maybe 12? Yeah, but I would say yeah. 12, 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. I seen her training. She And, you know, first she used to be like a water, water girl. A water girl. <laughs> yeah, before, before she started, started with her training. Well, actually, I was because I was married, so I gave the man his 
spotlight i've been a trainer for over 30 years oh oh yeah. I, I mean when when i saw you and your ex-husband i thought you were just you were managing and he was training the fighters i thought and that that's what i thought you know i didn't know that yeah, yeah. wait so that, that's really interesting so you were married to a coach Yes, yeah. and then you just we met through boxing. I had a boxing oh, yeah. gym, and he was also okay. a trainer. He's one of the top trainers in the amateurs, yeah. well, as professional too. And um, we just, you know, we got together. We got married, mm -hmm. and we were married for about thirteen years. Yeah. And then after that, but I was always in boxing. That's yeah. How he met me. Okay, so love and boxing yeah. instead of love and basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what was your transition like from you know? as you've kind of gotten your own fighters and, and training professionally? Did you start training amateur? Did you start fighting? Did you have a yeah. fighting career? And When I was younger, it was kickboxing. My whole family, I don't know if you uh, know, but my family is um, Yurkita's family. They're mm -hmm. legendary kickboxers. Yeah. They're the founders of the kickboxing. Well, yeah. Pioneers oh. and stuff. And my mom, my aunts, my uncles, the, um, my grandmother was a professional wrestler, so it's four generations wow. in my family. Yeah, fighters. I started well. training my daughters. Yeah, and I was in the amateurs, been around pros all yeah. my life. Yeah, world champions, legends, and um, so it's just more part of my life. Yeah, I knew this was my calling. Mm. I trained my daughter, and then after I got well, I started training pros again. I was like, yeah, 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 behind the scenes, but I was training the pros as well. Mm. You know. And, cameras would get there was all on him right but I was always doing the, the work right. as well in the back just as much as he was right yeah yeah what's it like being one of the few female trainers in boxing have you I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of bullshit being you always them. do and, yeah and, and I, I always but this probably be the first time I'm going to say this mm. um it's hard you know I don't have a husband or right. a man to back me or to have my back or to walk with me with the only thing i have is men are my fighters right so i have to put that coat on where like i'm just like strong nothing can break me mm. you know but I, I don't go right i don't go left i stay in my lane stay in my own business you know mm -hmm. and like you said i went through a lot you know and then so i try to stay just focused with my fighters right. because at the end of the day when people do talk about you they have nothing to talk about right they have to make stuff up right you know, right so so kid Kansas, were you were you uh I've been seeing you working hard at the gym and everything like that. So when you're looking how the fight fight gonna go, you you I think I I mean I know you go out there to kick his butt. Yeah. But if you don't, I might have to kick yours. <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh fighting, what 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 made you kinda stick to it? I think I think I just like just liked honestly I liked the attention. I was like I liked winning and I you know everyone was like, Oh, he won again, he won again and it it would be like I remember the second grade and uh we would have show and tell at school and I brought one of my trophies for show and tell. And then it was like, Ooh, uh and then like but I even had those kids who were like, Ah, he's cocky or ah he thinks he's all that, you know what I mean? I started to see that that I liked it that I liked it more for myself just because I liked because I was good at it. You know, yeah. when you're good at something and you enjoy doing it, and it helped me stay fit. Like, like I, I don't know what else to do. I tried to work. I didn't like it. I tried working again. I didn't like it. Yeah. 
And so I was just like, yeah, this, this boxing is for me because I'm I have to make it because I don't like working jobs. So, and I'm and you know and I and I knew I was pretty good, and you know that I was a hard worker, so I knew that I could do something. So, after you got into that fight, and your father took you to the gym, have you ever been in another street fight? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've been in a couple street fights. It just happens sometimes, you know. Like sometimes people people just you know they see you and. Cause I'm not a big guy. I'm not super big. You know, there's obviously people out there bigger than me, and sometimes they just they just start to talk or you know they act out of character, and I don't. I like I like like now I like to laugh at it until until it gets physical until they're in my face or until they're touching me. You know what I mean? Then then I know that that I have to go to to do something about it. You know, but I tried to avoid fights as much as possible. I don't. You you see me all the time. I'm always joking yeah. with everybody. I play with everybody. You feel like boxing zened you out, at least. I think it's further than boxing. To be honest, I think it's just. I think me knowing how to box. And knowing that I could hurt somebody, like helped me not want to hurt people, but I feel like just like just past events in my life, like as with anybody, you know, when you when you go through things, it just your life just shifts through every everything you go through. And mm. I'm just I don't know I'm just at like at a at a good place you know I'm, I'm I'm at a good mental place I enjoy what I do I I I work hard at what I do you know what I mean I'm not saying every day is the the best day ever but I I know for sure that, that me knowing the ability to fight that I yeah I, that I would fight with my chest out because moment people got once it got active and people started getting hot headed and physical then I. Then I was confident, like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Sometimes you know people I mean? sign checks that you can't cash. Yeah. And so, you know, but nah, as of right now, like, I don't know. I haven't had nobody try me or no, try to talk to me crazy or anything. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, since Gloria, uh, what, how far you think you, you, you going to take him? Oh, man, to the moon. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gonna be around for a very long time. He's gonna do great things, you know, and and uh, he's just an amazing kid. Just his mentality, the way of him thinking. I mean, there's sometimes I sit down and ask him for advice, you know, and it's very rare because I think yeah. he's a wise owl, you know. <laughs> sometimes I sit there and have to hear hear his his way of thinking, and I'm telling you, he he just far beyond his years. Also in the ring, you've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him work. For years, you've seen him work, and when he gets in the ring, a lot of people just stay quiet, and they just, they just, you know, stand around the ring, and he does his, you know, he puts on a show, I'm going to start charging, too. (laughs) But, I mean, like I said, Sammy, he's not new to you. You see this kid, the way he puts in work, and gets in there with champions, world champions, gets there with, you know, prospects, and he just, he doesn't quit. He doesn't Mm. quit in the ring, and he doesn't quit in the gym. He doesn't quit at life, Mm. so... He's gonna go far, you know. He's gonna go far, and placing him in the right, the right places at the right time, the right moment. Um, just like everybody else, you know, you 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 build your career and your your experience in the ring. He has a lot of ring generalship, but you know, as a pro, you still need that extra time and. Yeah, and pro that do different. Yeah, he has two different games. He has too much skill to show in one fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know so he yeah, needs he needs those rounds in to show everything he has to develop he developing he's still a young man so yeah. i mean 21 yeah yeah well speaking to that like what are your goals your career aspirations you're at 135 now so where do you see yourself in the next couple years or i'm gonna win titles at 35 mm. and then when the time comes you know go to 140 win titles there i just want to win as many world titles as i can but I, i'm guaranteed to be a world champion but i don't want to be just a one-time world champion you know right one multiple yeah. multiple time world champion multiple divisions mm. you know just just to break records yeah it don't matter what records but to break records right and just to keep getting better put on entertaining fights be a showman be you know <laughs> be entertaining 135 is like a hot division right now. So who would you say like is the next guy you feel like you beat would put your name up there, you know, as one of the top contenders? That's a tough question because a lot of everybody from 135 is starting to move up to 140. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Rolly's at 140. Ryan's at 140. I think Tank's getting ready to fight. I just seen something about Ricky Hatton. I don't even know if it's real or not, but mm. or uh, what's his name? Hatton. Uh He's at one forty, you know what I mean? But Delphine. but yeah, everybody's at one forty now. But I I don't know. There's some good uh, names like Keyshawn, Davis. Yeah, yeah. Those are all guys coming up too. And I think when the time is right, the yeah. the right fights will be made. Right. And as of right you now, know. they're all prospects too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so you guys, all the guys that I think moving that. moving up right. to one forty mm-hmm. are giving room for them because they they are going to yeah. be the next Batch of good fighters. Yeah. Right now, uh, the Keyshawn Davis is the, uh, the who else is there? The, the 35. Yeah, it's all, it's, like right now, those fights are, it's all, they're uh, the all risk, no rewards. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like we're, I don't feel like none of us are, are big enough to fight each other, yeah. to right. Fight each right. other right yeah. now because there's no money behind it, you know, right. going into the business side. And there's no legacy behind it because... Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're still growing each one of us as fighters. Right. But I think I think all those fights, all those fights are gonna be good fights within Yeah. Within the next sixteen, twenty months, to yeah. be honest. What's your mindset as a trainer of like building your fighter's career, balancing that business and um just development? Well, I have never managed a fighter before until I got Kate Kansas and of course I have my daughter. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a hard thing to do. A lot of people don't look at it. Don't if you're in the the training side, you're just a trainer. Right. You're a fighter. Yeah. Fighter. You're the manager. You're the manager. Promote. I've actually promoted two of his fights as well. Mm-hmm. I took him back home, made a, a big show. So I was able to balance on it because I have a background of being a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know every every business out there, you know, about boxing, but it's just plain and simple. You see the letters. You read. You you read the the wording, and we're no dumb dumb. Don't take me by surprise. You're not going to take me by surprise. We've mm-hmm. said no to plenty of, of mm-hmm. contracts with a lot of money behind it. You know, we just sat back and thought about it and talked about it. And the opportunities will come. And, mm-hmm. and that, another thing, too, where he's going to get is going to he's going to go very far because mm-hmm. he's very patient. We had that conversation on the way over here. Yeah. So I'm proud of you, kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you you I mean, you drive nice cars. You had a little, you know, your little place. You know, you, you, you never lacked anything. Right. I said, but you weren't quick to jump mm-hmm. at money when it was thrown at you. Yeah. 
So you have to be careful. You have to let watch the people who are in your circle. I know everybody likes to flash money in front of right. the yep. kids. And, yeah. And he's he's pretty grounded. I was like, nah, don't bring nobody new and yeah, know, let's do us first. And yeah. So he's he's good at that. He's yeah. good at just watching how people move first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. How hard is that? Just if you see a big check as a 21 year old to no, it's not hard at all. No. Yeah. I've been around people with money all the time. My friends go home and make ten thousand dollars within three weeks, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I see money all the time. It's just like, you know, when it when when it's I don't know how I put it. Money money is gonna come and go. You know, you can spend it just as fast as you can get it. Get it. Yeah, like like, but whenever there's patience behind them, when you when you learn the the actual value of money and what it can do and how fast it can go, then you start to you know you start to pay attention to it. You start to learn how to hold your dollars, and you know. So I don't know. I just never been. Yeah, like I don't just jump at the person. Like I would like she said, we've literally walked away from big contracts. You know, just because nah, it's not. What kind of man? What kind of man? So I think my daddy did a good job because, you know, we're, I mean, his kids are growing up. He's proud of us. My Everybody sister, kind of yeah, yeah, like everybody's grinding, doing their own thing. Like my sister, she works at a, at a factory, you know what I mean? And she's only 19 years old and she's working at a factory and, you know, she's making good money for herself too. My brother's in school and he has a job, two jobs, and he has, you know, his baby. And then there's me, you know. What I mean? So I think my dad's proud of us, and so I think he did. For him to be proud of us, he, he did a pretty good job raising really, us, you know, because we're all doing good. So. Are you proud of her? Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of my dad. That's my my dad's a cool dude. When did you move out to LA? March first of 2020. Mm. Okay. Yeah, COVID, COVID drew, drew you out of Kansas? No, COVID hit like 10 days yeah, after I got because March 2020 <laughs> started. I was fighting during that time, COVID, and, and training and, and energy. It made it happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, we went to Mexico for a little bit, and then my pro fight, I did my first couple fights in Tijuana mm -hmm. with no crowd. And so I think, I think not having no crowd there made it a little easier. Right. At the same time, it was like it made it weird, but it made it easier because, like, the amateurs, I'm used you used to fighting in front of people all the time. Mm -hmm. Then you know you're you're fighting in a crowd, or you're fighting in a place with no crowd whatsoever, and you can hear like clear instructions and echoes. <laughs> you hear me breathe. You yeah, and you can hear like your opponents breathing. Like it's just, it was just crazy, but I mean, but it it was good because I was able to hear my corner's instructions. You know. But it, overall, I think I think it was it was smart that I went pro when I did. And mm -hmm. Yeah, now we're here. 
What's the biggest crowd you've bought in front of Pro? Terrence Crawford undercard, uh, December Mm. of 2022. Yeah, 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah, I fought on on Crawford. So how was that from, like, Tijuana? Wow, Tijuana to 15. Yeah, it was... It was pretty cool because then afterwards I got to take pictures of a lot of people and meet a lot of people and a lot of them showed love, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just, it was energetic Mm -hmm. and like the people treated me like I was on the run and they didn't even know me. So it was cool. Like I had fun. Uh, I'd fight there again for sure. I'd definitely fight there again. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get used to fighting under the lights (laughs) if you want to go to where you want to get to. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, but secondly, like Keyshawn did, or actually was a Johnny Beck. Yeah, fought on Johnny Beck's card. Mm -hmm. I fought on that card too. My last fight, um, that was in October. That was in Texas, though. Oh yeah, that one. I didn't pay attention to the card to be honest. I was just so yeah, yeah. I was so locked in, and afterwards, I was just trying to get my food. I was crazy. That's funny. Um, last question, and then we can get into um. You know, talking about last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but just question for you, Coach G. How, do you find there's a difference between how you coach your girls versus how you coach your guys or Kid Kansas, or is it just all? No, they're in the mountain together. They all run it. Like yeah. They're expected to do the exact same thing, except for a different sparring course. Right. Course. But they they all work as a team. Hard, you know, there's a lot of people that. Obviously, they didn't make the cut or they're no longer with us because they couldn't, a lot of them couldn't handle that pressure, you know. And the women, they're, they're just different. They, they work as hard um, because they, they know they're there as a team and part of family. Right. So they don't want to let their, like, their brothers down. Right. And the guys, they see the girls doing it and they're like, shit, no, I'm going to get yeah. that much just as fast, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. She's tough. Yeah. But you do got yeah, different training styles, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every fighter's different. Yeah. Training's different. Yeah. The combination of the points of everything, but yeah, you see me. I'm sitting there watching them on the back. Yeah, I'm always, you know, I'm always uh, watching. Sometimes I do grab my phone even tell me about that, but the main part it's because they already know. But I'm just right there, still watching them. You know, if I see something wrong, I go and correct it right away. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, from what I've seen so far, I say give me a nod. She's a, she's a one thing. One thing she has that most coaches don't have is that for her being of who she is, mm-hmm. she treat from what I say, treat her fighters like her own kid. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. So she's not just a trainer, right. she's like the mother. Right. And everything like that. So when they come in, they come in like a you know, like a family right. or something like that. And it's good to to uh, see I get that a lot, thank you. Yeah. And uh, not too many coaches gonna do that. Right. I'll train you, not get the hell out of Yeah. <laughs> I see when I see you. Yeah. In, but she she follow up and mm-hmm. you know get to know know your life, right. know you as a person, right. not just because of your trainer. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. she's more like a mother to them than the trainer. Yeah. Well, they all live with me when they're in camp. Really? Oh wow. <laughs> And those are the best coaches, like the ones that, you know, you can relate to just with life. You know, I, 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 soccer was my sport, and I've had some coaches where it's just like, I, yeah, you just don't buy. And then there's some coaches where it's like, 
your father figure and your mother figure. Yes. And that changes the way you play, and like I'm sure the way you fight. Like it's just, you know, you're excited to, to train not only yeah. for yourself but to make your coach and team proud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And that, that makes a huge most people don't get it. Most coaches don't get it. No, they don't. They, they don't. think this would be yeah. like a hug. Go, do, do, do. Right. And then, right. Yeah, I, I had a coach. I mean, good, good car had a person. Mm-hmm. But when it came to training, he told, he was, you know, he was a drill sergeant. Go, do, go, do, do. Right. And then one time fighting, and he came to the corner. I saw it in his face. Raised his hand, and when I when he raised his hand, I told him, "If you hit me, I will knock you down." F out. <laughs> yeah. From there, he never trained me again. After that, I just, you know, I told the manager at the time, I said, "They must have done trainer. Yeah. You, I, you, you train me." Right. You don't put your hands on me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure your fighters respond differently to different things. And you know how to like, you know, all right, well, kid, I got to kind of say this to get them going versus like, you know, maybe my daughter, you know. You can say something. A lot of people just stay very quiet just so they can see my my reaction, how I react in the corner. um, I got that throughout the years since Mm -hmm. my daughter was little. Sometimes I do have to get really loud because of the crowd. Right. They'll feel much but you know, people are just kind of quiet just so they can hear mm-hmm. or they're just like really calm, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah, exactly. And if he comes to the corner, he knows I'm very calm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so yeah. but she didn't really call. She's only had I think she's only yelled yelled at me like once, but that's just because I went out there just first round throwing bombs. Mm-hmm. And I came back she's like, What are you doing? Trying to knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would tell her the part where you turn around, you looked at me when the bell rang, you was like, Shall you want to go to the corner? Because she was right there, like, <laughs> <laughs> She was all pissed. But not for the most part, she's pretty calm, yeah. Look, a knockout is something that I learned it comes. Yeah. You don't go looking for it. You look for it, you end up getting running into it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, get careless on your outfit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So right. you, you let it come to you. Right. You set it up, it's going to be right there. Like a nice little kiss. <laughs> Good <night>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But look, this is uh, January 2024. We have a long year of boxing. So we're going to yeah. do some, I guess, predictions, what fights you guys want to see. But we could start with fights that happened last night and what you think that means for the future of uh, 168. Did you guys watch fight last night? Ryder, yes. Mungia, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, You know the result, Mungia, um Stop John Ryder. Yeah. Um, obviously, Canelo couldn't do that when uh, he faced John Ryder. So we're seeing Munguia versus Canelo fights, Canelo versus Benavides, or Munguia versus Benavides to see who gets Canelo. Um, a lot of things can happen in 168. So what do you guys want to see? I, I think I think me personally, I want to see Plant versus Munguia. Mm. I think that's a good fight. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, Mungia, he's doing good in establishing, but I feel like he needs one more fight to, to fully, you know, put the stamp on it. And then, you know, from there, and then from there, then I can see, you know, him and Benavidez or him and Canelo. But but me personally, just from, you know, for me, I want to see the, the plant versus uh, Mungia fight. Mm-hmm. And um, if that, that fight happens... 
What do you think? I don't know, man. That's a good <laughs> Plant's good on his feet, but I've also seen him get, you know, get him pulled into deep waters, mm. um, which depends who comes better prepared at their game. You know, if Plant comes better prepared to box the full time, or if Mungia comes, you know, like a bull, ready to put all that pressure the whole time, but it just depends who comes with a better game. But that's a good fight right there that I like. How about you? You know, um, it's just me, the way I think. Mm -hmm. I grew up in boxing, I've seen boxing. And so I was able to be a boxing fan back in the 70s, 80s, that kind of fan. Mm -hmm. So to me, when they compare, Canelo couldn't knock out Ryder. But when he did, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. You cannot compare because now the way the fans are, the way the fans are thinking is just wrong. Mm -hmm. That discredits Ryder, who he is. Right, that's very You know, styles make fights. Yep. I was there ringside at that fight. He got dropped four times. And I'm not saying anything about the referees or anything, but in Mexico, it's a they let them go. Over here, they hit the camera, boom, you saw the female. The girl turned her back because she was getting She got stopped. Yeah. I'm not saying the referees are a little softer here, but, I mean, they do do jump in right Mm -hmm. away. You know, so... There's a difference, and when I hear people, uh, Canelo put a knockout writer, I'm like, I'm not that kind of fan. I'm yeah. a fan where I look at the styles, I look at it, what they did, and kudos to you. You know, you did something great last night, mm-hmm. but don't act, you did something what the legend couldn't do, right. the future legend, future, the all of them couldn't do. No, mm-hmm. don't compare Munguia to Canelo. Yeah. Munguia is Munguia. He's going to make his own legacy. Right. Give him his. You know, because what if, what if something happens, somebody that's, it happens to him, like, oh, well, you couldn't knock out this guy. doesn't discredit what he's done already. Yeah, that's fair. So I think boxing heroes, we all kind of think that way. But -hmm. at the same time, we can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the narrative, yeah. and that's yeah. probably what's going to be sold. That, so does that. That part of the selling part. Exactly. Sell it. Yeah. yeah. But is that enough for you to say... Mongia should fight Canelo next. No, no, mm-hmm. he's not ready. Yeah. I, I, I think what he said with the uh, play mm-hmm. uh, fight, mm-hmm. I think that would, that would be a good fight. And from what I've seen of Mongia, the little I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm not saying too much, just sparring a little bit. I think he has the uh, right kind of a mindset to be able to. Uh, to a beat Killer Plan pretty easily. Because Strong. Killer Plan has the Vinny Bass or syndrome. Uh, I call what it that Vinny Bass syndrome. Jump around, throw a whole bunch of punches. Most time, a lot of them don't land. Mm-hmm. You just throw the punches and just jump around until you get nailed. Mm-hmm. When he get nailed, the air go out his balloon. And he try to find a way to lose. I like Berlanga and Uzi. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm a Caleb Plant fan. Yeah. I like Caleb Plant. Yeah. That, was a, that, was, that was my first big fight in Vegas. Him versus Berlanga. A lot of people compare his style to Caleb Plant. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, like, yeah. put, describe it for us. No, but he but he landed the punches. Yeah. Caleb Plant threw oh. punches. <laughs> he threw a whole bunch of punches. Out of ten, maybe four will land. 
Yeah. I mean, against the elite guys, he doesn't have the power needed to, like, no. sustain. But he can outbox the shit out yeah, of Yeah, exactly. But can you do that, like, versus Benavides? He boxed beautifully for, like, six no, rounds. Benavides is too strong. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. I feel like yeah. that, that problem will, he'll run into that problem versus Mungia, you know, yeah. as he starts. Because Mungia's got a chin. He gets hit a lot. So that's what makes me nervous. Yeah. Him versus Canelo or him versus He got Benavides. hit less last night. His okay. defense was better. Did you know what So, yeah, you know, his yeah. style is definitely changing. That, the reason why we also say that, that he's not ready for Canelo, because he needs two more, two more fights with yeah, Freddie Rivers. Yeah. He's a new yeah. trainer. You're learning new stuff, and, and Freddie has a lot of tricks in the bag, and mm-hmm. he can't just throw him on the table like here, right. you know? Right. No, I don't think he's going to run for that Canelo fight right now. Mm-hmm. I think if that fight happened, maybe by the end of the year or early next year. Yeah. Okay, so Benavidez versus Canelo? Yeah, I mean, but I feel like everybody's arguing what, waiting for that fight forever now. You yeah. know what I mean? But and when's the time going to be like, I want to see it? Canelo is going to fight it. I'll tell you from right now, Canelo is going to fight Benavidez. Yeah, Canelo doesn't. He said, he said himself, he said, if I beat him, they're going to discredit me anyway, so yeah. I would fight him. It's a money thing. Okay? I mean, like, again, these fighters live a fighter's life, and yes, they're in the business of entertainment, but remember when they were eight years old, remember when they were 10, 12, yeah. when they had to sell candy in the corner. To, so if half these people that are talking, they're probably not even going to pay for the fight or go to the, go to the stadium. You're going to pay $300 ticket, $1,000 ticket? I don't think so. No. So they, they could sit in the back seat or sit in the backyard and watch from the neighbor's TV. Yeah. That to us, that's, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, but even with all that said, that would be a fight I would love to see. Yeah. But <laughs> I believe uh, Canelo, they say I'm not going to fight him. He's another Mexican. Like, he never fought a Mexican before. He fight Mexican all the time. He fought Mexican when he was coming up. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think with the right money... I was going to say, he has to have money behind With the right money... It might happen. And you don't think it does at this point? Mm, not to Canelo. He's he got he's got what? Five hundred million at least. No, three hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, but he does and that you know. Yeah. So just so sad. He, so. he's gonna avoid that fight for this the rest of the contract because he did a three hundred yeah, no yeah. five fight, yeah. with uh with for three hundred mil. Yeah, so why why wouldn't he run out yeah. with and get his millions with these other fights and then get even more yeah. money? So I, I think it's it's all business. Again, it's all business. Back to where he's yeah. at. It's I, all I don't have to There's no money involved in yeah. it. It's kind of like the Mayweather Pacquiao. So you yeah. let it marry yeah. for so, so long. So long it was weak when it happened. Yeah. He had an injured yeah. man. Yeah. He got to... He got, uh, two injured people in the ring to the fight. That fight was, I mean, they waited too long. Mm. And whenever it was, oh, we got to do the, the test, we got to do the drug test, we got to do this, we got to do that. Needles in my yeah, gotta do, and nobody wanted So it, it just took too long. And the time when the fight happened, then that fight was, you know, not, it was not that good. Mm-hmm. I think they, they are back here or, Marquez fight was a better one. Because <laughs> they were in their primes, actually. Yeah. No, the last one. No, the last one. Oh, no. That's, no, because at that moment,
was their exit out. At that moment, any one of them could have knocked the other one out because Manny had and he was going he was in. Stop the fight. Yeah. First round. Yep. And Manny had him. He was going. When he, when he did this, no. Marquez just took everything he had and threw that shot. He timed him with the double. Yeah. He timed his footwork. I saw yep. him over the top. I watched it over and over and over. I was yep. sad, but. Oh, you know what I mean? That's, boxing that's what boxing is all about. Yeah. Then Manny came back to be. Yeah. He was more world champion. Yeah, he became a world champion after that. After the comeback, there's very yeah. few champions fighters that can do that. Yeah, mm. yeah, he came out. Yeah, when when is the um, girl? Or when is uh, the girl from Costa Rica? Yoka, when she fighting again? She's fighting March 29th in Arizona for the uh, undisputed. Oh, versus Estrada. Estrada, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would, that'd be a great fight. Yeah, Estrada been talking too much from the side of her, her neck. Yeah, she been talking too much from you the know, side of her neck. It's about a money thing as well. You know, yeah. Yo, Yo Costa is the type of girl like, give me five dollars, I'll fight her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're in the business now, girl. You have yeah. a whole country yeah. behind you, yeah. which is Costa Rica and Nicaragua. Yeah, and um, she's worth money out there. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, why they don't take that fight over there? I mean, fighting in Arizona, I, if they took that fight over there, I think they would make a lot more a money. Soccer stadium of fifty-five thousand plus. They would make uh, a lot more money yeah. if they then fighting in Arizona. You fight in the hotel in Arizona, and going to fight on the soccer stadium, mm-hmm. and. See, I mean, the problem with, with fighting fans or boxers here, they think United States is the only place with the money. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's, not, it's not the only place of boxing. Um, yeah, of course, the ticket to Yocasta Valle's uh, fight would be $25, the most expensive being $1,000 yeah. in ringside. But can you imagine 55000 plus in a soccer stadium? Mm-hmm. Say you did sell it for only $100 a ticket. How right. much? How much? Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing yeah. is, you, you you do that there and it's pay-per-view, you will still make, make the money. TV. What? And then you got Nicaragua buying the TV. Yes. Off. Right. They're buying the TV off yeah. of you. But well, you know what? Whoop a butt, then take out the Costa Rica for the rematch. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Optically, too, like, where female fighting is, to see, just to see fans, just to see 55,000 people for a female fight like the katie taylor exactly exactly and that just like elevates the whole the whole you know sport Mm -hmm. so have you seen her past fights in costa rica she feels up yeah yeah i saw the last one yeah that's amazing that's amazing and it's it's amazing to have a whole country behind her too you know it seems like she does a good for a community and Mm -hmm. you know she's receptive yeah receptive to that receptive to that but uh yeah what about 135 what do you want to see 135 uh this year what do you want your division to showcase like from a a fan's perspective yeah from a fan's perspective and then you could do a fighter's perspective you know yeah i want to see uh williams of and shakur stevenson i want to see how that we talked about that one time you got a guy guy who outboxes everybody and then you got a guy who outpunches everybody Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's gonna go it's gonna go completely one way or the other. That would be a great fight. That would sell well too. That would be that'd be a good fight. I just hope uh Shakur come to fight. Yeah. Don't be the Starbucks again. <laughs> I think he's just gonna box that fight. 
I get what you mean, of course, but we got one. I don't. I don't think he he liked to get hit, which is good, but it's boxing. Mm. You can do all the the ring my roll and dancing. You and can't stuff. be Olympic style boxer your whole no. pro career. No, you yeah. can't do that. You know, you got to be able to stand your ground like you in get Florida. In the yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to stand your ground like you in Florida. You know, <laughs> slap somebody at least one or twice. Now, now do this crap and you you fighting the guy two foot away from you. I mean, that's not a good thing. That last fight for me showed me a whole lot about him. Yeah. And most good trainers, I think, probably have figured him out a little. You gotta be ready and you gotta nail him. We always talk about that, um, how they take the big steps back. You can take that away. Yeah, easy. Take that away. And that starts from amateur pedigree. Yeah. Those little hop steps. How many amateur fights do you have? 149. Jeez. Wow. That's... <laughs> but that's good, though. That's good, you know. 149. How many years? 17, nine years. Nine years. 149. God damn. Wow. Yeah. Not bad for Kansas, but... I was... We were doing everywhere to fight. I was going from... Kansas to New Mexico. We drive like six hours just for a show bout. Mm. You know what I mean? Or we drive ten hours or you know. You made it, it to national every year. So. Yeah, we, it just depended, but not fun in the amateurs, but I was tired of it. Man. Tired of the amateurs. But I fun in the pros now, so it's okay. We ain't talk about it in Ghana. What day? Okay, so yes, yeah. we have his favorite fighter is Anthony Joshua. No. <laughs> I think Joshua is a little worse. No, that was sarcasm. He hates him. He he like we, whenever we bring up his name, it's like thirty minutes of the podcast about how he feels about Anthony Joshua. But to your to what he wants to talk about, how do you guys feel about this like you know MMA, MMA boxing crossover that's becoming way more prevalent now? I think it's cool. Yeah, I think, I think these fighters need to stop going so confident into the other sport. They need to realize like. A punch is a punch. You know, yeah. you know like, you're going to get hit. Like, Right. I would go into the MMA, but I wouldn't I wouldn't down talk it like it's the easiest sport of the world. Like, pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, like, I know the risks of getting in the ring with somebody that's been doing it their whole life. Mm-hmm. So I just think, I mean, yeah, of course, hype the fight up, but don't down talk to their sport, you know, trying right. to make it seem easy. It's, yeah, it's like I mean, because the people that fight me, the fighters that they are fighting, giving them the cause to do that. Mm-hmm. The boxer they are fighting, giving them the cause to do that. You look at the Jake Paul jumping around, and telling you how great of a fighter he is. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a break because he he what Tyrone Tyrone or who who's that? Willie. Yeah, Tyrone Willie went there and acted like a little was. <laughs> you you let a guy who. Who do yeah and yeah. knock you cold when you have been doing MMA forever? You one of the the best wrestlers in the country, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I I, I don't know. I think the the MMA boxing crossovers. I think they're cool if the fights are worth it and if they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like if people want to see it, of course. But 
Yeah, if you're gonna get a cool five ten million dollars, why not? Yeah, yeah, why not do it? Well, they're getting they're getting way more than five ten million dollars. Yeah, they get good money. Saudi money. It's not being a sellout. It's just been I'm gonna get paid. Right. Yeah. How the what do you think of Ingano, uh, uh Tyson Fury? What you what you thought of that fight? And what do you think Ingano might do? Will do not fight if it happened when the when the fight actually happened because it's signed. Will do to uh, to uh, to uh, AJ. I oh with, with AJ. Uh, I think he's gonna, he might stop him. Maybe he just has to overwhelm him. Yeah, yeah. he's just not gotta give him his room because if he gives him his room, then and then Anthony Josh is just gonna just keep trying to box. Yeah, he, he he's just gonna run. Yeah. He's gonna fight him like he fought like he fought Ruiz, but. In Ghana, one thing about him that I like, he can take a punch and don't, and not, he's not afraid to get hit. Mm -hmm. He will walk you down. Well, shit, he's used to getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. And bare so, legs. You know when they say that, they say, like you just said, he was exposed after one fight. Yeah. Uh, I think Joshua's been exposed after so many fights the same. You can't be right. just one fight. Right. Because what if that person has just had a bad day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Styles makes fight. Right. But when you're being exposed fight after fight after fight, fight yeah. that's all he, that's why you don't say he's exposed. You say that's all he has. That's mm -hmm. all he got. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. all he got. Mm -hmm. He is what he is. And you step to him, he find a way to lose. <laughs> and and you know, he find a way to lose. <laughs> and, and, and and when you beat him, then he talk a whole bunch of crap so that because uh his promoter, he's the biggest name his promoter got on on on, on the zone. Yeah. On when they when he retired or when somebody knock him out into retirement, mm -hmm. the Saudi money gonna stop coming. Because it's Saudi. He has like a good one or two more, two more big fights. Fights. That's yeah. it. And uh, and if it's if it's MMA guy knocks him out, yeah, yeah. But Ingano, Ingano gonna knock him out. That's what you think. He um, gonna stop. Okay, him. we'll see. Well, he's MMA, so yeah. he's gonna put pressure. He's yeah, he's gonna pressure. He's he gonna let him get up underneath them and yeah, he's not gonna let him get underneath them and just hope he doesn't get caught with those. But but the thing about it, Ingano bigger than him. Yeah, he's huge. Fury, he's bigger than AJ. Physically, he's wider. Physically, but not. Yeah, yeah, he's taller than AJ. He's he, he, he taller than AJ. He's a big guy. You know, he, 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 you are about this shorter than uh, Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury is a freaking giant. Well, I just think Joshua, is a, he needs to get a trainer. He needs two trainers. He wants to train him, and he needs a trainer just for defense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see the, the the Brits don't know how to train a chicken how to cross the road. Hmm. That's the problem. He's trained. He's changed trainers so much recently. Because he's trying to find himself. I don't know. I yeah, don't know what he's because he's done. It's everyone's <laughs> fault with Joshua's. Yeah, he's mm. done. He's done. That's the problem. He's done. So he's gonna blame everybody else, right? For himself. Mm -hmm. Joshua been done since no. That's when when he got knocked out, that boy hot jumped out and ran away. <laughs> and he never got it back. It's um, still at Starbucks to this day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's a big fight in Saudi Arabia. And, um, you know, he's walking away 
winning. I say he might make about 60, 80 mil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy, easy. All right, well, let's get into this week's Sammy Says. You can ask Sammy anything on your mind. Sammy, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Your favorite food. Hmm. He's vegan. I am, I'm, I'm I go back and forth. And someday when I feel like eating meat, I'll eat meat. And most time, but I'll eat vegan stuff and, and, and stuff like that. I like vegetables. I like my uh, native food from Liberia, West Africa. I like a lot of greens. I love seafood, fish, a lot of fish, all type of fish. And uh, I eat, you know, but I'm real kind of picky. Mm-hmm. So even when I go to a restaurant and I try something at a restaurant and I like it, that's the only thing I'm going to eat for that day. Really? I don't change. Just like me. I don't change for nobody. I go there, oh, man, come try this. No. I don't know what they're going to do. So that's that's just me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of picky like that. And so it, it, it's almost like, I don't know. It, it's just one thing, there's something about it that, that soothes my soul when, I, when I'm eating and I love the food I eat. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when I was when I used to box and punch somebody in the nose and they bleed. Yeah, I want to I want to see more of that blood. Mm. But outside the ring, somebody bleed, I want to throw up. Uh, oh. Yeah, but in the ring, I just want to I just want to want to make more of the blood. Ask <laughs> <laughs> a question. Um. You have family. Your family's here in the United States. How many kids do you have? Oh, kids. I got two kids. And I love both of my kids a lot. I had my son when I was 19. I was a kid back in Africa. You were raising each other growing up. No, I, I mean, not really because after he was born, I was in Seoul, South Korea, for the Olympics when my son was born. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was 19 then. I got back home, a civil war broke out. Mm-hmm. Okay, rebels killing soldiers, killing civilians. It was, it was dirty. Over 300,000 people died in that war from my country. I ran away. I was a refugee in uh, Sierra Leone for a bit. And then they started a war in their in their country. So now I run where I ran away too, I started having problems. Mm-hmm. So I found a way and through some missionary that went there for a church. And my friend told me, say, oh, come on, come and join our choir. I don't know how to sing. Singer? Yeah. I didn't know how to sing. So but I went and I joined the choir. I joined the choir, and through that, I got a visa to come to America. Wow. And my father lives in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, man. So when I moved to, to the States in 91, I lived in Rhode Island till 95. Then I moved to California. Why'd you come to California? Boxing. It's warm. Yeah, similar, similar thing. I Holding a job, yeah, I... I 
I'm I'm 54 now. I have worked for other people. And you don't like it. Four years of my life. 50 years, I never worked for nobody else. <laughs> I worked for me. What did you do for work? Well, when I was growing up back in the old country, uh, uh, I was a hustler. <laughs> I was a hustler because I left my mom. My father was in America at the time. I left my mom when I was 11 Jeez. and went to the capital city. And I lived in an old bus by the river for four years of my life. Wow. And I, I was a hustler. And not wood. Now one day I got into trouble to go to jail or to I used to go to the police station to help my friends get out of jail. Mm -hmm. Wow, what one question can do, right? I just yep. think this is deep. Go ahead, Sam. So, so those things, those things I, I want, that's my makeup. And so I can sense trouble a mile away from me. Mm -hmm. Street smart, very streetwise. I walk the other way. <laughs> I've been, the last time I was in a fight, that I hit somebody outside of boxing was 1987, back in the old country. And I thought I killed a kid because of a girl. Oh, wow. I, I whacked him. He went down like a sack of bricks. Started fooling from the mouth and the hole. Oh, shit. I'm in trouble now. You took off? You went running? No, they run. I waited. The police came. Luckily for me, my family got some name in the town. So he got into trouble. <laughs> Not me. They told me, say, go home. Mr. Stewart will take care. I went yeah, wow. And nothing after that? You didn't get in trouble after that? I know. After that, I know being in a street fight till today. The only time I almost got in a fight was at wild card. I was there at wild card, right? And I took they caught the wild. And I took a pipe, a steel pipe, and went after Bodine. Went after who? Bo. Bodine. Big Bo. Big black guy. Come here. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. What the hell happened there? That's oh, probably a story. No, he stepped on my he stepped on my toe. Okay. I had a broken toe and he was Jeez. messing around. And I told him, I said, man, almost stepped on my for the first time. I said, look, man, watch my toe. Don't step on my toe. Oh, come on, man. Wait, if I step on the way you do. I said, step on it and find out. And he did, huh? And he did. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. He, you chased them with the. I took I took a pipe and went after him, and I if broken toe. And that stopped me. I was gonna crack him. Wow. I mean, he, was that's why uh, this was probably 11, 12 years ago. Damn. I, mean, I I I don't like to fight. Now you're the best friends or what? Well, on the where where buddies. Yeah. <laughs> 
We are, we are buddies. We were friends before before that happened. We were, we were friends, but you were just too nuts. Yeah. Just being crazy, jumping around. Come on, man, slow down. Yeah. Sammy, we got to do an episode of just your life story. It's crazy. The stories he yeah. tells me, it's crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, it just, it just, that just growing up as a kid in Africa. That's all. It just, just like growing up anywhere. Have you been to Mexico? I don't think so. I've been to Mexico once. Wait. I went to Tijuana. The 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 <laughs> most popular place, the most popular place in Mexico. No, no, no. I take that back. My first fight I had when I moved to California was in Ensenada. Oh, that's where Jose's from. Yeah, fighting there next month. Yeah, I fought in Ensenada, and um, I sick from the water because when I went out real thirsty. I just went and started drinking from the pump. That happened to me in Ensenada. Yeah. Oh, wow. So bad. I had a diarrhea before the fight. He so when wait. I went. <laughs> <laughs> he made weight pretty easily. <laughs> so when I went uh, doing the fight, the fight lasted 45 seconds. I was, it was messy. They, they came and gave me a set of gloves. It was good, clean glove. I put it on. Then they came out. Oh no, that's not the glove you, you're supposed to use. Took that glove and gave me some wet glove that somebody had just used. Oh, like oh, and I couldn't wait to get my hands out of there. Mm -hmm. I went in that ring, sucker through a punch. I slip it, crack him with 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 an overhand right, hit him with my elbow, cut him across the face. And then the ref came, pick him up. When he low, the blow were all on the ref and said, I was it. the fight was over. He knocked him out. I stopped him. Now <laughs> <laughs> my that was my first time in Mexico. And the second time I went to Mexico, I went there with this Korean kid called Gene. I took him there to the fight. Cool little fighter. But he got this thing that he wanted to have 20 fights in Mexico before he can fight here. I'm like, man, I'm not going to be going to Mexico for you to go pay somebody to fight. Yeah. And I don't get paid. Nah. That, nah <laughs> you can go train somebody else. Train somewhere else. And that was it. You like Mexico? Oh, yeah. I like, the, you know, I like the way, you know, people were. And the people were the people were were, were cool. The, the culture was was. I just don't speak Spanish. Yeah, just don't speak Spanish, and you know it's like it's it's a little uh, embarrassing asking somebody every time for something, and, you, and they're trying to explain you trying to to a uh, juggle and see what happening. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, yeah. What we'll teach you Spanish? Yeah, I mean. If I were to learn Spanish, I would have learned it by now because I live in a house with Spanish-speaking people for five years. <laughs> yeah, my mind, my mind, not the kind of... California. I yeah, living... Spanish. Yeah, I, I, all this crap I be talking in the gym, I just be saying words. I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know what the hell to do. Video, you speaking Spanish to Jose. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be trying to figure out what the hell I'm saying. You pick up a couple of bit here and then. Yeah. It's all good to learn something. Yeah. You can tell me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming in and, and chopping it up with us and sharing your story, talking boxing. So that's what we love to do. So we really, really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Good luck thank to your you. fight. I want to shout out the crowd. Let them know where to follow I mean, you when you're fighting next. Yeah. Part. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kid.Kansas on Instagram. Coach um, G Boxing on Instagram. G double E. Yeah. Appreciate everybody showing support and watching. We'll see you guys after the next one. We gotta try to get Roxy on here too. I know. Yeah, we have yet to have a female fighter on, and that's our goal this year. Roxy, if yoga is available whenever, you guys, you know. You gotta learn Spanish for that one though, Sammy. You gotta pull out your English barreras. <laughs> now we need a translator, huh? Yeah. 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 You gotta say, yeah. Is that a stone? Yeah. Stone. Is that a stone? Yeah. Oh, so that's going to learn it, yeah. and then in 2024, you yeah. pick something up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. you guys. This is Thank Boxing Capital. I appreciate it. Yeah. Boxing business, everything behind the punches. I'm Tay. She's Tay, and I'm Sammy. Peace. <laughs> Cool. Appreciate hey. you guys. Thank you. Uh, Sammy.